0: Apologies for my slightly husky voice, I've done two fireworks displays this weekend, so um, quite a lot of screaming. (laughs) I really enjoy fireworks, I'm like a toddler. Anyway, um, I'm going to start by reading the passage from Ezekiel, Ezekiel 34. Um, I'm going to read the chapter, because I think it's quite nice, and then, yeah, I've got some thoughts to share, hopefully I won't be here too long. (laughs) So it says, so this is what the sovereign Lord says, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so I will look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places that they were scattered, and on the day of clouds and darkness. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries. I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravines and in the settlements in the land. I will tend them in a good pasture. In the mountain highs of Israel will be their grazing land. They will lay down in good grazing land where they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will there tend my sheep and have them lie down, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak, but the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. As for you, my flock, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will judge between one sheep and another and between the rams and the goats Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture? Must you also trample the rest of your pasture with your own feet? Is it not enough for you to drink clear water? Must you also muddy the water with the rest of your feet? Must my flock feed on what you have trampled and drink from what you have muddied with your feet? Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says to them. See, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you shove with flank and shoulder, butting all the weak sheep with your horns until you have driven them away, I will save my flock and they will no longer be plundered. I will judge between one sheep and another. I will place them over one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them. He will tend them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken." I will make a covenant of peace with them and rid the land of savage beasts so that they will live in the wilderness and sleep in the forest in safety. I will make them and the places that surround my hill a blessing. I will send down showers in season. They will be showers of blessing. Hopefully these are showers of blessing. (laughs) I will make them and the places surround... Oh, we have done that bit. The trees will yield their fruit and the ground will yield its crops. The people will be secure in the land. They will know that I am the God where they will break the bars of their yoke and rescue them from the hands of those who have enslaved them. They will no longer be plundered by nations, nor will wild animals devour them. They will live in safety, and no one will make them afraid. I will provide for them a land renowned for its crops, and they will no longer be victims of famine in the land or bear the scorn of the nations. Then they will know that I, the Lord their God, am with them, and that they, the Israelites, are my people, declares the Sovereign Lord. You are my sheep, the sheep of my pasture, and I am your God, declares the Sovereign Lord. Now, I don't know how many of you have much experience with shepherding, for looking after sheep. I know we had some good sheep facts earlier, but I certainly didn't know them. When I read this passage, I was like, yeah. Jesus, like, we actually spent some time with the youth this weekend. uh, This week, we ranked farmyard animals, one based on usefulness to the farm, and second based on usefulness to Jesus. So, if you need to know what the best farmyard animal is, did we say chicken? I think we said chicken. Naomi's like, you were there. I think we said chicken. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But yeah, so, don't have much experience with farmyards or shepherding, but I am a youth worker. So, I feel like I can relate a little bit, so I'm going to try and reshift this passage into a framework that we might understand. I came to faith quite late, and I missed out on the church summer camp thing, but I hear that that's quite a, quite a usual experience. I know that do people do summer camps, youth camps over summer, hopefully. So I have run, I've had the privilege and the pleasure of running a few Christian summer camps. Uh, I went to Hill House up in. Yes, yes, good. Good noise for Hill House. Yeah, we love it. It's great. Lovely building, lovely place. Um, so I'm going to yeah, talk a little bit about an experience I had there, which I think helps this passage make a little bit more sense. Earlier in this passage, early in the series, James spoke about God's judgment. And if I'm stretching a little bit, uh, I can talk about us. Laying down the law, when, when the youth first arrive at camp, they're all excited, they're all, you know, high and buzzing from a long journey where they've probably eaten their body weight and sugar, uh, and we have to say, okay, guys, you're here now, there are some rules, you need to go to bed when we say we need to be nice to each other. Not, you know, not, not difficult rules, just standard making things actually be able to happen. But yeah, we lay down the law and they're, they're there, and the rules are there to look after us, and, you know, we, we had a this good discussion about that we've also heard of God's glory and his promises. And there's usually a night in the middle of the week of a youth camp where you're very aware of the glory and the promises of God because the team are at breaking point, they're all knackered. You've gotten to that point where you've given everything and you're like, how do I possibly have three more days? And it's usually that night that you all end up praying and everyone's crying and there's this big spiritual moment and you're like, ah, these teenagers, they get it. <laughs> and it's great. And it's great. But the bit that this passage reminds me of the most is the famous excursion day on a youth camp. Even saying it makes me a little bit nervous. At Hill House, this generally involved a trip to potentially one of the most stressful places on earth before you add 50 teenagers, Butlins. <laughs> yeah. So we took a group of teenagers to Butlins, uh, did it a couple of years in a row. Now we go to the local village called Kumwich, which is lovely. We just walk down the hill, and they let riot in a, a small little village, and they probably resent us, but it's fine. So we take them all to Butlins, and one thing there is about sheep is after a long winter, they're let back out into the fields, and they tend to go a little bit mad. Now, if you've had teenagers cooped up in tents for three days, they're, they're quite similar. Usually, one, one runs off... There'll be a sheep stuck in a field within five minutes and you're like, oh, oh yep, yeah, you're not meant to be there. Uh, we, will, we take good food for them. We, we make sandwiches. They pick their lunch. However, by the time we get there, they've all got a bit of pocket money. They'll go off. They'll be in Burger King. They'll be buying Pizza Hut and sweets and, yep, yeah, getting all hyper. Drifting off to look for the better leaves in another, maybe the ones that make them feel better. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know if uh, Pizza Hut over a homemade sandwich we'll see but um, yeah and generally when it's time to leave you're looking around you're doing your head counts everyone's got a small group of teenagers they're responsible for and it's like okay we've lost some where have they gone there's always some stragglers who are spending too long drying themselves in the pool you know wanting to have one more ride on the whatever there are big roller coaster type things and there are stragglers But we as the team, we're there to shepherd them, to look after them, get them back to camp where we can teach them. So obviously we make sure nobody gets left behind. We're out looking for the one, keeping them all safe and bringing them back together. Because we're there as an example of Jesus. We're taking these young people out on this camp to love them, to guide them, to teach them and to help them to know our Lord. So coming back to this passage, the Israelites have been having a hard time I'm sure we're all aware of that they're not in a great place and they hear these great promises of God they hear of rescue of gathering of good grazing land and rich pasture searching for the lost bringing back the strays binding up the injured and saving the weak they hear of showers of blessing a covenant of peace to sleep in safety and you know A lot of us have have homes and don't have to worry about sleeping in safety. But that's still such a real, real statement. And breaking the yoke of oppression and, yeah, these are big promises. And they're still promises we, we look for today. But at the time, they hear these promises and they're likened to David, who came 500 years before and his reign is still great. And they have to trust, they trust that God is saying there will be a new David, someone bigger. And we have, we have the hindsight to know that that was true. We have the hindsight to know that Jesus did come and fulfilled all of these promises. But they didn't, they just had faith to ride on. And yeah, that's amazing. And hopefully for all of my young people scattered up Butlins doing goodness knows what, We can be an example of that love and that we can guide them, and they know that nobody gets left behind. We've shepherded them back to camp and been an example of the love that God has for them, fulfilling maybe a couple of these promises. Not that we have the power to fulfill them all. But yeah, the Israelites had that promise of a new David, of someone bigger, of someone better. Because when God fulfilled these promises, when He sent Jesus, He did more than just send a shepherd. Paul also mentioned earlier about the good shepherd. He didn't just come to look after the sheep and send a youth worker to drag them back to the coach. He sent Jesus, who fulfilled the Ezekiel promise of a shepherd for his people, who tended and protected them. But he also laid down his life for them. That flock doesn't just include the flock at the time. It includes everyone here and everyone who will be here till the end of time we have security and we have knowledge that these promises aren't just true for then. They aren't just true for now. They're true forever. And that's amazing. So the, I think this, this is always a nice reminder. It's always a strange thought to be like, oh, am I a sheep? Is that a good thing? I always get told, don't be a sheep. But in this, it's, it's about being looked after. It's not about just following a crowd and blindly following. It's not blind faith. It's faith built on trust because we've seen these promises be fulfilled. And yeah, if there's ever a time that you're, that you're feeling lost, that you've made a wrong decision and you've eaten too much pizza and too many sweets, <laughs> you have a God who can fulfill you and who will look after you. And if you listen to him, will guide you in the right direction. So yeah, I'm going to say a prayer to close and then we can probably worship the God some more. But Lord, thank you so much. Thank you that when we are the lost sheep or when we're the, the sheep who's got his head stuck in a fence, we can turn to you. That in difficult times and times of hardship, we can see where you have fulfilled all of these promises before, and we can trust that you will continue to fulfill these promises until the end of time. You will let us live in safety, and we don't have to be afraid. You've got us, and yeah. You send people to guide us, you send people like David, like Jesus, to be examples. And we can do that. We can be that person for others. And by following your example, we can help. We can look after people. And we can have the power to protect people and save nations in your name. Because it's really your power. So yeah, be with us every day as we live in this promise and we take it out to others. Amen.